0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Morale Clubhouse. This episode is brought to you by Clubhouse Athletic Custom Team Apparel. If you're looking for new jerseys for your 16-inch softball league or if you're coaching a little league team, they got you covered. Any colors you want, any design you want, they'll hook it up. Go to their website to get some design inspiration. They got hundreds of designs on there for you and fill out a custom form to get going Make sure to let them know that morale sent you, and you get additional twenty five percent off your order. www.clubhouseathletic.com. It's www.clubhouseathletic.com. Now let's get into it. Picked up these new headphones, and are you a Walgreens or a CVS guy? There's a Walgreens by
1: my house, so well, actually, I don't know. I, I grew up next to a CVS, and then a a Walgreens game over and kind of put one adjacent to the CBS, so I, I guess it's kind of bold, I don't know. Right now I'm more Walgreens, but I think that's just because accessibility,
0: but Right now I'm neither
1: Yeah, no, they're both, they're both failures around me no, I, yeah. I get it, you get messy
0: I 30 minute checkout Anyways, don't need to start on a bad note because we got a lot of things happening right now um, since we're starting a little bit late, let's jump into it. Pick
1: us off. Thanks, everyone, for being here. Um, I know last week was bad in the sense that we lost to the Dodgers, got swept, looked terrible, lost by a billion runs. This week, I'm taking it as a uh, 4 and one week. I'm not counting that Friday loss. The atrocity of having a Chicago Cubs baseball game on Apple TV where probably 10% – of the uh, Cubs population could watch four in one week, really solid two series wins uh, for two teams that were above 500. Again, I'm not saying the Cubs are back at all, but we saw things that we needed to see if we were going to make any progress, regardless of where this season was going to go. Seeing Kyle Hendricks pitch like he did Justin Steele with the 10 Ks yesterday, the bullpens getting it done, some big knocks for, The lineup, obviously, Wilson Contreras is arguably the best catcher in baseball right now. Frank having the big knock, even though he's having a really tough year. Um, We could go on and on about that. But two series wins back against the Pirates tonight. Hopefully they can handle business. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it throughout this Twitter space, podcast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But it was great to see. There's a lot of fight in this group. Again, I'm not saying they're all the way back, but we got a lot of fight. Got a lot of fight in that dugout.
0: I was saying just before we hopped in here, you know, going into the uh, away stretch last week, uh, coming off of being swept by the Dodgers and the Brewers series and everything, that was pretty much all you could ask for, right there. Like you said, traveling, yeah. having a lot of fight, getting some wins, shutting out the Padres. I mean, there was a uh, there was a lot of positives to that trip. It could have gotten and, away uh, from us. about all I could ask.
1: It could have gotten away from us. It could have been six bad games. Instead, it's. Uh... You know, two really good series with some really solid wins. I don't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I I don't think they got blown out in any of them. Uh, They look competitive. And again, the NL West is really good. The Diamondbacks are better than people are going to give them credit for. The uh, Padres are obviously a very formidable team. I wish we could have faced bad news. But regardless, yeah, huge win. It could have went south. and It could have went south really quickly, especially at the beginning of the year
0: could have but then we had Ian Happ on the morale clubhouse and the Cubs haven't lost a series since
1: and I need to follow up with him on that it seems like whenever we get together and we do a podcast or we we start to talk on the phone whatever it may be things start to go in the right direction you're absolutely right Ian is having a really good start to the year he's cooled off a little bit compared to what he did in April but again solid uh yeah and they're getting it done that's what we needed. That's what we needed. And things, good things happened this week for sure.
0: The morale effect is real there. Morale effect is real also because everyone's starting to get their merch delivered. Um, even today, um, all the way through this week, hopefully you guys will have it. If you're going to the games this week, wear it out there. Um, and as we've mentioned before, we have some new things up our sleeves to, uh, make that wait up for you.
1: Yeah. Long wait, but, got stuck in customs and supply chains are absolutely screwed right now but regardless thank you for your patience anyone that ordered we appreciate it
0: one other thing about being back also on the theme of it's just different here is the ivy's back do you see yeah that? tommy
1: hot of you with a nice little glimpse of the federal landmark again this series i i say it every single week every single series every single game is big when you're as focused and locked into this Cubs team as I am and many other fans are as well. This is a series where you can really build morale, especially, especially, just thinking about it right now, David Bednar, uh, it would be great to see him get rocked around the federal landmark a little bit, see some balls go out to Montrose Beach off him. That would be absolutely fantastic, especially in like a late inning game. Didn't forget what he said, which I'm not mad about, but I didn't forget what he said. Uh, at the end of the last series when the Pirates uh, got the best of the Cubs. So yeah, you can build morale this, this week, obviously with the fantastic weather, the wind's going to be blown out. There's Ivy on the bricks. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, I wish I could be going, but um, yeah, big week, big week to start moving things forward. Maybe get a sweep, maybe get within three uh, or four games uh, back of 500. So Again, it can turn quickly. I know I know the start of the year was really bad. I know last week was really, really bad. But you never know. You hang around. Um, they still have a lot of games left, and we'll see what happens from there.
0: One more thing you were talking about, the broadcast going on. I couldn't help but uh, get taken away by Sutcliffe's just unwavering optimism throughout the uh, the broadcast this week. Yeah. I I, you it. tweeted about it. It seemed to be a lightning rod. Some people are seem to be uh, on either side of that one, but I loved watching, especially when the Cubs are down a little bit. And this guy's just talking about maybe adding players in for building on to have a competitive team <laughs> for the playoffs. I mean, it was a mess.
1: It's <laughs> Sure. Um, I'll sit and watch. It's a fantastic representation of my personality. And I think I have at least some sense uh, of self-awareness to know how ridiculous it sounds. And Sut, I feel, is cut from the same cloth when he's talking about adding talent to the roster this year and trying to make a push and, you know, hanging around. It was was fantastic. I'm not saying he's better than JD. I'm not saying it's something I need every single game. But there is a part of me that has a huge soft spot for blind optimism, a huge soft spot for – someone who's just a homer and he's going to ride and die for their team. Obviously, if you followed me for, you know, a decade, you would know that already. Um, It's something I love. I appreciate. And while Sut is not always correct and he's saying stuff that's like really out there or maybe even so basic that it doesn't need to be said, it still is joyous in the fact that it's optimistic and enthusiastic. And I very, very much appreciated. He just seems like a Cubs and Four guy.
0: I can understand the the haters on your when you when you tweeted about it, you know, getting realistic and yada yada. Yeah. But for a guy in his role, chiming in for a few games here and there, like I I love the addition to the booth that way. And like you said, it makes you just want to go out, grab a grab a bat and take some hacks.
1: Well and actually too, I want to clarify, it's not like he was just blindly optimistic. He was also, like, harsh and honest about what was going on with the team. And, like, if a guy didn't get a bunt down or didn't do his job, like, he was the first guy to say it. And he wasn't, like, very apologetic in doing so. Like, he very much said, no, that has to get done. It has to be better than that. But he also, like, had this sense of uh, optimism, which is unique. And I don't mean to rag on Boog, but I know a lot of people – sometimes get on boot for not having the same calls or the same uh, enthusiasm as Len did in the past. So I, I think from many Cubs, for many Cubs fans, they're kind of looking for that. Not saying they want a Hawk Harrelson in the booth, who I actually appreciated, but they want something close to that. Uh, and then I, I think Sut is deserving of much more games.
0: I think – you're right. I think it seemed like his criticism was specific and his optimism was broad about yeah. like what the team could do in general, which was like, yeah, it's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah. F- fans want that. They want to know what needs to be fixed, but they also don't want it to be a doomsday scenario where, you know, the Cubs are over or the Cubs are never going to win for the next 20 years and they're going to be bad forever. And I, that, that's a part that I appreciate.
0: All right. We'll start bringing in uh, uh, people for questions. I know we had a few people uh, requesting earlier. A lot of claps in the chat, but those guys seem to fall off. But the first one up, we got a uh, Boob Dugan Jr. The second. Boob Dugan. Boob Dugan.
1: Boob Dugan Jr. How we doing? Hello. Boogie there. I don't hear him, Adam. Hello? Hello?
0: Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Hello, how are you?
0: Good. One Good. thing with Sut, too, I think he's going to fill that, that airtime a lot that you're just going to naturally get just with who he is. He's going to talk well and fill it and keep it interesting. Just my
1: thoughts. I agree. I think there's nothing wrong with telling a good story, and I'm not saying that JD and Boo don't do that, but I want to hear some more personality. I think at at times, uh, JD can be a little soft-spoken. He can be a little too quiet. It doesn't mean he doesn't share his perspective, but sometimes I just want to laugh a little bit, and I, I want a little more, again, I know I've said a lot, like wild, blind, enthusiasm and optimism and i know some people can't stand that but just my opinion you're you're never gonna you're never gonna get gonna get liked by everyone so i I think he's deserving and hopefully uh he can get you know more games and he can build some type of uh, rapport with boo
0: thanks boo dugan Fred, I, have a, uh, I want to bring up Justin Steele. I know uh, morale might have a little bit of a biased view on it since he is a, a morale guy. But uh, how important was that uh, start for him? Was it yesterday? yesterday. Yeah, yesterday.
1: Huge. Huge. Uh, again, I don't know if his role is a starter long term. I know the third pitch question is a very valid one. But I think considering where we are right now and considering we're looking at a player like Keegan Thompson who has proved to play a key role, whether he's in the bullpen or he's a starter or he's a long reliever, that is critical. And the more good arms, the better you're going to be. If the Cubs want to push this forward or get back to 500 or make a run next year or be more competitive in the future, it's got to start with the starting pitching. And every single outing is enormous. Same goes for Kyle Hendricks, who's starting to find it again. I mean, that's huge. That That is so big. And obviously, I'm biased towards Justin. He's a morale guy, uh, just the pride of Loosedale, Mississippi. Wears it on his sleeve, roll damn tide, the whole deal. Um, it, it's great to see a guy like that. Just a down to earth dude who's uh, trying to punch tickets at the federal landmark. So. You, you are, you're you never going to see me rooting against Justin or, or not rooting for him. So, yeah, it's huge. And he has the ability to do it. I mean, if you strike out 10 guys, like the slider's electric enough where he can kind of ride and die with the fastball slider for a while. Hopefully he can develop that for third pitch. And if it isn't, you know, if his role isn't as a starting pitcher, it's not like the world's over. He, he can be a very talented arm for this team. And he proved that last year at the beginning of the year when he was strictly a reliever. But hopefully he can continue on with his success, you know, uh, eating more innings and putting the Cubs in a chance to win every single time he goes out to the mound.
0: I know his, his record said otherwise, but um, even those games that he he had losses on, he, he was pitching well. He, he had some defense wasn't helping him out too much or some bad luck with some bats breaking and stuff like that. But it was good to see, you know, a full – what do you get? Six innings out of him and he – Pitched well, and then Ross kept him in during even when they uh, got the bases loaded, and he got out of that, uh, letting in just two runs. So it was good to see him fight through that, and also uh, you know have the defense back him up on it too.
1: I know this is not much to write home about, but he's been the best pitcher on the Cubs this year in terms of FanGraphs. He has a point uh, six or seven F four. Again, I know that's not everything to write home about, but it's something. He's been the most productive pitcher. And I'll take that. I mean, if you can get Justin Steele to a three war at the end of the year, that's absolutely huge. 3.5, maybe four. I mean, that's huge, huge considering what you're trying to build moving forward. It all starts with the starting pitcher, with the starting pitching and that rotation. And again, if you can find a guy to fill that role, and then you know you have F F, F Ross, who Jesus Christ. I mean, the guy's becoming the shutdown arm. In the Chicago Cubs bullpen, specifically for right-handed hitters, is absolutely fantastic. He walks no one. He strikes out 10.6 guys every single nine innings. I mean, it's crazy what this guy's doing. Morale guy through and through just could not be more proud and excited for not only what they are doing individually, but also what the Cubs have developed in terms of a bullpen system. Tommy Hadby deserves all the credit in the world for what he's doing. The Pitch Lab deserves all the credit in the world. I know many fans, myself included, would love to see that translate more consistently to the starting staff. But it's absolutely fantastic to see some of the pitching development in the midst of the losses and being seven games under 500 still. Those things are huge regardless of your expectations this year or in the future.
0: Having a bullpen, hopefully stringing some starting pitching along as well. It's huge just to keep us in the game, especially if the offense can't be producing like like a team like the Yankees. So um, it's great to have a little bit of backup and the uh, pitching saving us a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if we're going to be the Yankees this year. Uh, one thing, though, let's <laughs> give a shout-out. Let's give a shout-out to Frank. Actually, Adam, I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but can we talk about uh, our guy Frank, Frank Schwindel, going flying. I don't know which airline it was. For, it could have been Spirit for all – Uh, for anyone knows, flying in the goddamn middle seat on a coach flight after being sent down to AAA in Des Moines, Iowa, comes out the next day and gets, like, two hits, hits the whatever, game-winning knock yesterday. You know, I understand. You look at the stats, he's really not playing well at all. I get that. But can we just, like, recognize how ridiculous that is? And maybe it's more common than I think. But I've never heard of a major league player. Considering this guy was one of the best players, albeit a couple months last year in the second half of the season, came into this year as the starting first baseman for the goddamn Chicago Cubs, gets sent down a week, in, uh, a month into the season, then has to fly back coach across country to goddamn San Diego to fight for his job, for the, to to fight for his. Goddamn salary! I mean, I mean, it's incredible. I, I hope it. I know it wasn't Spirit, but in my mind, it's Spirit that he was flying on in the middle seat, in an absolute. You know, if anyone's flown Spirit before, it can be a total circus. Uh, fantastic story. Getting there the day of. I, I'm so happy for Frank, and I hope he can right the ship and salvage this year. Even though Alfonso Rivas is playing well. Uh, I love Frank. I love the blue-collar mentality, and it's the it's the little things like that that I appreciate in the long run.
0: I feel like all the stories you hear about minor leaguers, it's just a lot of there's a lot of grit involved. There's a lot of up and downs, a lot of unknown, and that seemed to be the roller coaster in like two days for him. Just like one day he's like walking into Wrigley, then he's like, "Oh no, you're sending you down." Then oh, actually, jump on this flight. You're going to go play in California tonight. Um, to have the mental just strength to just get back in the batter's box and play those games, like you said, he hasn't played that well. But the away series, he's he's getting he's getting hits. I think he played pretty well these past two series in terms yeah, of just getting on base. And again, obviously having that that bloop uh, game winning run.
1: The 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 perfect example is him living with his in laws for the last year because they don't know if they can afford to buy a house. Again, this is the same guy who was penciled in as the starting first baseman, the same guy that came after Anthony Rizzo, the same guy that had an absolutely ridiculous two months of the season, the same guy that's doing the pistols after he you know, hits a single or hits a double at the federal landmark, the same guy that's going to Murphy's after the goddamn game to hang out with his friends like he was just sitting in the bleachers for the last eight hours. Drinking a thousand Lester lights, it's the same exact guy that we're talking about. It's crazy to think about it, and it goes back to my original point. As soon as I saw Frank Schwindel last summer replacing Anthony Rizzo, I was like, "This is absolutely ridiculous." We have this team right now; half the guys are made up. Frank being the most the most made up guy from the MVP Baseball 2005. If you know what I'm talking about, you absolutely know. It's crazy. I'm rooting for the guy. Uh, like a bat out of hell, and I hope he can figure it out and, and stay with this team and play some type of role in the long term. I'm not saying he's God's gift to baseball. I'm not saying he's the second coming of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying he's the next first baseman for the next couple of years. But I want Frank to be around, to be a role player, uh, and and hopefully have some more fun moments like we saw yesterday.
0: Absolutely. All right, we bring in uh, Trayson Fell. Trace, you're up.
1: Tom, how's it going, man? What's going hey, on? Just uh, wanted to give a little love to the to the farm teams. I, I think I saw a tweet yeah. over the weekend. I think every one of them, I think, is over five hundred, playing really, really well. You see promotions, you know, through all the levels. I'm actually in Des Moines, so it's been neat to see like Killian and the and the two Nelsons, and uh, you know, some of those guys really play well like cam sanders just showed up the other day struck out a a ton of ton of guys what's your thoughts just on minor league you know success at all the levels as it translates up to the bigs at some point or is it really just you know they're just good bargaining chips for you know maybe something you acquire either at the deadline or off season Mm -hmm. I think it's big. I I think those two things uh, can be equally important, whether it be the guys that you're going to bring up or the guys you're going to trade. I wish, though, and I know a lot of fans kind of feel the same way, I wish it was not an inverse relationship where if the Chicago Cubs are really good, that the minor leagues are going to be really bad and you're not going to care as much and you're not going to try to develop them. I'm not saying the Cubs are victim of that or are guilty of doing that. I just wish those two things would coincide with one another and I understand, like, when the Cubs are, whatever, 10 games under 500 and then you tweet out, well, the minor league teams are doing really well. I understand the pessimism that Cubs along with that. Granted, I was one of those guys back in 2014 and 15 that was preaching on my little soapbox that Chris Bryant was going to be incredible, that Jorge Soler was going to be fantastic. Javi Baez hitting balls over the light towers in Des Moines. Addison Russell, who I don't mean to bring up. I know it's a sore, sore subject was a fantastic trade for Samarja. Uh, the list goes on and on. We, we, we know all those stories. But, uh, yeah, no, it's huge. I mean, because it's the lifeblood of your organization. It's a way for you to acquire new talent. It's a way for you to supplement talent. My only hope is that the two things, specifically here in Chicago, considering the financial resources, can coincide uh, together to where you're spending a lot on the big league team, but you're also dominating in the minor leagues, and there's no reason why the Cubs can't do that. And hopefully those things can become part of the framework of Cubs baseball. I don't think we've ever gotten to the point where that's actually uh, happened at the same time. Uh, Maybe that's just the reality of, you know, the minor leagues and the fact that you're, you know, losing draft capital and you have to trade guys away to supplement the big league roster. I get it. Uh, But I think hopefully over time, Cubs fans and the organization itself can feel that those two things can Coincide together, and we can actually have a team that can be consistent on a year-in, year-out basis. And it's not like we're we're totally mortgaging everything from the FARB system to try to piece it together on the big league level. So I, I'm I'm fired up for the minor leagues. I'm fired up for those guys. Obviously, they're all those, many of those guys are going to play a big difference on whatever team they end up coming up with, or whoever the Cubs ship them off to, or if the Cubs you know supplement them into the roster. But uh, I'm excited for them. But at the same time, I understand the average Cubs fan saying, well, you know, they're so far away, they're this or that. I, I understand both perspectives.
0: Thanks, man. All right, next Thanks up.
1: Again, Tracen.
0: Thanks again, Trayson. Thanks, All right, we got Tormented law boy. You're up next.
1: Hey, guys, can you hear me? What's going on? How's it going, Dom? Uh, kind of building off that last question, actually. I know you talked about it a little bit last week. Um, but... Is there a world where this team does become competitive, especially after winning those two series over the weekend? Uh, Obviously, the front office will not trade off prospects at this point, but is there a world where we buy at the fringes at the deadline if we do become competitive? Obviously, that's a long time.
0: Tormented Lobo, let's jump back in and unmute. Sorry about that.
1: Oh, no, you're good. That that was basically just the end of my question, just is there a world where we would – I mean, I know the last week, Dom, you said that it was possible that, like, basically everybody is uh, up to be traded, but if there's a world where we become competitive in the next 20, 25 games, you know, what do you see us doing uh, near the deadline?
0: I'm Fred, you have to unmute
1: my fault. Um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, It's a good question. I still do believe everyone's on the table. The problem is, it depends on who you're getting this production from. If it's Wilson Contreras who's going to go on and be the best catcher in the game for the next two or three months, then I find it really hard to believe that the Cubs are going to negotiate in his prime or his best months just because they haven't negotiated with him already. And I think he's a prime candidate to actually be traded. I know we said that on nauseum. If it's an Ian Happ, you know, that's a little interesting because I don't know what the price tag for Ian's going to be. I don't want to speak for Ian at all. Um, I do think Ian is obviously very invested here, and I, I, think, I think he would obviously listen to what they were doing. And, and if he can continue to have a legit season, I think there's – a deal that could be had, but I'm not speaking for him at all. That's just my own uh, perception of the situation. The reality of it is this, if the Cubs are going to get back into it, they're going to need guys to play like all-stars and it it doesn't matter who it's coming from. It could be Alfonso Rivas. It could be Frank Schwindel. It could be Michael Hermosillo. It could be Jason Hayward. You're going to need guys to play at all-star levels and I don't believe the Cubs are going to trade anyone off. I would see the Cubs finding themselves in a situation of just staying pat. And even if they are in it, I can still see them selling guys off, selling guys off like David uh, Robertson, uh, a few others. I mean, Stroman, like, especially if he can have a strong two months. I know that's not what guys want to hear. I know that's not what fans want to hear but it's really hard for me to find the Cubs in a situation where they are proving that they can compete in the NL central while also making it reasonable to spend or to trade away draft capital or even, you know, try to piece things together at the margin. Sure. Waiver wire. Sure. You know, guys getting released fine, but I, I don't know if I see the Cubs, doing that unless it's a mutually uh, it's a trade that that mutually works for both sides so we'll see about that but regardless if the cubs are going to be in that spot they're gonna need some guys to, to play like all-stars regardless of who it's coming from you're gonna need some big-time performances to crawl out of this hole even though we had a really good week this past week
0: the sad part is that it's not like it's a you know, a crazy idea for the, for the Cubs to add to this roster and it just kind of just goes back to the off season. Like they, they could be in that position to be making moves or something like that. It just, your realism yeah. seems to be coming from the fact that you just know that they, even if they do play well, that's not what their move is. And the sad part is no one really knows what the move is. I was listening to the broadcast this weekend and even the broadcasters like, I'm not really even sure what the Cubs are trying to do right now. And it's like, <laughs> you would like to have some people clued into what the plan is, so we can get excited about it. And nobody does, so we just default to the fact that the Cubs don't spend or add.
1: That that is not what you want to hear from the company network <laughs> when, the, when the broadcaster. Hey, and if that was from Sut, maybe I missed that line.
0: But that's a fantastic. It was one Sut when the
1: when the when the broadcaster is saying, "Hey, man, I don't really know what we're doing right now." And I would say, Sut, you're absolutely correct. I know I went on at nauseum last week talking about the fact that even if you are, even if you're not trying to win, or you're not trying to uh, risk any of your minor league capital, there's no reason why you can't put a competitive team out on the field. And the money's just money. It's not like money that you're saving now is going to be spent later. So I absolutely agree. And to to that point, I mean, the Cubs could find themselves in a situation where, let's say, uh, Hosmer, and I know he's having a great year, but if the Padres found themselves in a situation later on in the year where they're not in it or they kind of fall apart like they did last year I can see the Cubs taking on Hosmer. they've been trying to take him on for years uh, to eat that money and try to get more prospect capital and in turn that could help out the team considering he is having a really good year so that that's the one situation where I can see the Cubs adding taking on payroll uh but in the end it's 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 a matter of the Ricketts family actually taking on the money and, and feeling that it's a a valuable investment and really putting a lot of stock into winning in the short term regardless of what your long-term plans are
0: all right we'll start to uh start to take it out uh give us who your uh, olive garden date of the week is uh for this week
1: i want to say just because he had the great day yesterday, but I'm going to go back to Kyle Hendricks. I don't think I've ever taken him to Olive Garden before. It's great to see him have two solid starts in a row. He is, again, the unproblematic, simple, straightforward, consistent, foundational piece of this organization that not enough fans and broadcasters and media members have talked about. He's a guy who I still believe, even now, I think his ERA is still in the fours. I know last year his ERA was in the fours. I know from a peripheral standpoint, the numbers didn't look exactly the same. I will still contend that Kyle Hendricks can do exactly what he's doing now, if not be a carving copy of what he was in 19 and 20. I think he can do that for the next five to six years. If he can keep the fastball around 87 to 89, I don't think the changeup goes anywhere. If he can keep himself healthy, I think it's very, very realistic for you to say, Kyle Hendricks, stay healthy, keep throwing the changeup, keep throwing the two-seam, keep throwing the sinker, however you want to call it. There's no reason why he can't be as productive. He's not the best pitcher of all time, but he's one of the most underrated pitchers of all time, pitching in huge games, being a leader, a quiet leader, a guy that has had no issues with the there's never been any backlash there's never been any problems and that's something at the end of the day considering the, if you want to call it a circus if you want to call it the, just the ups and downs of being in a competitive window Kyle was always the cornerstone, the rock the foundational piece that every organization needs and specifically every rotation needs uh, and hopefully can continue being that and I don't see any reason why we should doubt the fact that he can't continue on this track and continue with these performances like we saw over the last couple starts so really happy for the guy he doesn't get enough credit at the end of the day everyone's always going to talk about lester and arietta and lackey during that 16 season but kyle hendricks is deserving of much more praise and uh, i'm here to give it to him and hopefully you know, one day we can't go to Alf Garden. He just seems like a just genuinely nice guy, mild-mannered dude, regular blue-collar guy that just gets his job done, never points the finger, and is always honest about his abilities and how he's performing on any given day. So really happy for the guy and hoping he can keep it going.
0: And lastly, for our Connect Roasters Morale Blend segment, Somebody, somebody that's uh, maybe not doing as as well as you think they can, and someone that you believe in to to get through it, to wake up and smell the morale, to get uh, a little bit of pep in their step.
1: Ah, uh, Nick Madrigal. I, that's not from a pessimistic standpoint, but we need Nick Madrigal. I mean, we traded, uh, you know, our guy Craig Kimbrell for him, Dirty Craig. And again, not pointing the finger. I know he's had some injury issues, but we need him to get back moving. We need him to get back being that second baseman that i know many uh fans believe he can be uh that you know starting guy who can you know put the ball in play and do the little things and play small ball and handle the ball over at second base so hopefully he can continue down that track and we can get him back and uh yeah he needs some morale blend i'll talk to some some guys in the clubhouse to to make sure he's trying that and make sure he's getting
0: yeah in a good way in a positive way
1: in a positive way. In a good way. Of course. Uh, all right, take
0: us into – of course. All right, take us into into this week. I was looking for you.
1: Big weekend. And tonight. I'm sorry, what am I saying? Big, big week, big week. take care of business one time with these Pirates, man, and like sweep this team, get back to, you know, four games under five hundred. some momentum going into the weekend, get back in the federal landmark, send some balls to Belmont Harbor and Montrose Beach and hit them up to Waukegan and Lake Forest. There's no reason why we can't do that. Love to see Say a Suzuki homers. I mean, I think it's going on a month since his last home run. Uh, I know he's been playing solid, but we need some tanks um and, and that's what I'm looking for. Solid starting pitching and really say a Suzuki to hit some tanks and hopefully we can get the job done against the pirates. And David Bednar uh, you know, can handle some tr- receipts that are coming for him in the next couple of days.
0: Fred, you're cutting in and out. So if everyone heard what I heard, you said big week and then you waited like ten seconds ago. Big week. <laughs> big <laughs> week. Yeah, we can hear you now. So you did a bunch of big week.
1: I just pulled up in front of my house, and I think I connected with my wife. Um, no, we got the bulk of it. Should get manhandled. David Bednar is going to eat his words with those receipts. Um, say Suzuki needs to hit a tank. I haven't said see ya in a month. And the Chicago Cubs and its fans and, and all of us should be fired up that there's Ivy back on the bricks back at the federal landmark and let's lose some morale and let's extend Wilson and Tricks. Cubs and four. That's all I got. Thanks for being here everybody. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. God bless you and your family. And let's win uh, three games in a row against the Pirates. Cubs and four. Cubs and four. See you, everybody. Thanks again. See you Red.